if it weren't for those meddling new dog mazine kids. Hello and welcome to another new dog mazine audio situation. Recording? Yeah. Uh, it's a recording. Yeah, it is a recording. We are recording right now. Yeah. Hmm. I would call tonight a situation. I mean, we got a packed house here tonight. <laughs> it's yeah. cozy. We're going to have to take a picture of this. We've got five hairy, smelly dudes. Uh, four, six? Six? Six. Holy six. shit. This is a, a booth made for like three people, and we've got six people back here. Anyway, we are back at the illustrious Midtown Pub in Middleton, Wisconsin, in the back corner booth. Where we belong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they saw us and then when we came in, in corner, and right away, right they're like, back here, gentlemen. Right now. Yeah. You don't have to sit out here with the rest of this scum. No. But I only consider you scum compared to Krusty. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are here tonight. We are Sans any Ford Madison players, so feel free to switch off right now <laughs> if that's what you're here for. Very good substitute, though. Yeah. We've got a Ford Madison... Uh, well... I don't want to label somebody a super fan, but he's Steve Tickner is probably the closest I thing that we've so. got. How you doing, Steve? Doing fantastic. Thanks for having me tonight. You know, Forward labeled me that, wasn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. True. Super fan. The super fan. He'd be like the guy that, like, you know how, like, in the like the NFL does that, like, fan of the year. There's always like that one fan that, like, they're supposed to submit. Like, you're, you're supposed to like the Raiders guy is always like the guy that gets submitted. And, like, there was like St. Vincent, I think, was the guy that got nominated for the Packers. Okay. I think Steve would be like our guy for that. I never knew such a thing existed, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we've got Zach Zwadzik, aka ZZ Topadopoulos, aka little, little Donnie Briscoe. Hunt of the month. Yeah, the, <laughs> I'll the, the, the end. The new dogma, perennial. Hunk of the month. Hunk of the month. Yeah, in perpetuity. Yes. Mitch is back with all of your mid-November stats. So many stats. Wearing a fantastic New Jersey Devils jersey. That is true. Kyle Car. Kyle Carr is here. Hello. I'm. Yeah. I made my return to Texas. It was. It was. A, it was a time. That's a, too much Texas for me. Steve Shaw is over here, is, uh, hanging out on the edge of the, the the booth, just staring daggers at me because he's being forced to stand. Uh, and of course, Grant and I are here. This is Andrew. Hey, I'll do it. Thank y'all for listening. As always, you could be doing literally anything, uh, and it would be more productive than this. But thanks for listening anyway. Unless you're d- listening to us while you're doing something productive, and then in that case, we'll provide very ample white noise for you. And they're already asleep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you just Kyle, play it at work. It's fine. Kyle <laughs> was not prepared for the, the cartoon snoring uh, that just happened here. I get enough of... I just wish I could sleep. That's all. <laughs> it, it, sleep just sounds great right now. I'm like, I'm kind of jealous that we could just turn it on right there. Kyle, Kyle, do you have days where you wake up and you're just like, man, it's going to be great to lay back down tonight. Yeah, every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. Is this there, morning especially, but every day. That's dad life for you. Is there is there a, partic- is there a particular day? Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Because that's when I have the most shift in terms of work meetings and interviews. Okay. Tuesdays are my busiest day. Tuesdays. Okay. So tomorrow, or today, or whenever you hear this, I probably will have had that mindset. Yeah. Okay. When you mentioned that we are recording early this week. Yep, it's a Monday, because Grant and I are going to see FKJ at the Sylvie Theater tomorrow night. Can't wait. <laughs> Steve just yawned oddly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked right at me. He's yeah. like, you fucking dorks. Yeah. <laughs> Class. Yeah, well, right. yeah. Uh, he does have a cool ass dog, though. Yes. Yeah, Ludwig is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, what's new with everybody? I don't. I mean, we could do a round robin. Anything new with you, Grant? Uh, we'll get into it. But no, uh, I was sick at the end of last week. Had a little uh, upper respiratory thing. It was negative the whole time. Not COVID. Not COVID. 
Um, but uh, yeah, started, was out of out from school on Thursday and Friday, and then uh, started feeling pretty good on Saturday. We watched the uh, MLS final on Saturday, which was amazing. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. If you haven't watched it yet, go watch that game. You can just click on from like the 60th minute. Yeah. Yeah, Mm. that's pretty good. Um, And then we watched the USL final last night, which was great. Yeah. We'll talk about that as well. But that's, yeah, it was a pretty low-key weekend, which was good. Yeah. When you're, uh, the type of weather we had this past weekend, kind of cloudy rain, it was good to just kind of have some time to just lay around the house and just relax. Yeah, absolutely. I got some couch time at your house. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. A very nice couch. Yeah. Got my hair cut. Yep. Had, good. Uh, had breakfast with uh, Vernon Stenman yep. on Saturday. Yep. Uh, that was interesting. Hearing a little bit about um, kind of some behind the scenes stuff going on at the club right now. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that. Uh, I got a I can't say everything, but uh, some cool stuff on the way from the club. Yeah. Um, Mitch, what's new with you? Uh, not too much. Um, had uh, had a buddy in town this weekend, which was which was nice. Uh, also, uh, got an opportunity to uh, to watch the MLS Cup final and the USL one final, and uh, some USL championship play as well. So. On soccer, uh, I mean, not going to be too much opportunity to, to see it pretty soon here, yep. so may as well get it in while I can. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What about you, Zach? It's been a while. It has been a while. Um, I also watched the USL One final and the MLS final, which again, you got to watch that. And then I also chose the opportunity to wake up early to watch United, which was <laughs> not good, but. So it goes. It's up and down, but <laughs> mostly down. But nothing really new lately. Just same old work and just here. How are things at the old Yero shop? Not bad, actually. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more uh, students working now, so a lot more people that are into soccer, into sports, compared to like the older people that don't really care. There you go. So yeah. Good deal. something to talk about. Nice. So, Kyle, other than not sleeping, what are you up to? Um, not too much. I was over in Fort Hood, Texas for my dad's military retirement. Yep, some so pictures were great. That was a good time. It was pretty cool to see how big of a fucking deal he was. And after 34 years, glad that he is finally retiring. So that's where I was two weeks ago. Um, otherwise, last this past weekend was a stay at home. Chill weekend. Chill, watch soccer, watch MLS Cup Final, watch Liverpool. Hang on and get a win. Finally on the road. That was pretty nice. And yeah, the USL League won final as well. And I don't think I watched. And the Bucks. I was watching a lot of Bucks basketball. But the undefeated Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. The still only team in the NBA. That's nine and zero. Milwaukee Bucks. But yeah, no. Otherwise, it's been hang out. Last week I wasn't here because both the kids caught a pretty nasty cold. Yeah. Which I started thinking I was gonna get, but thankfully. It was just like a itchy throat, so I've been good, but the kids are definitely struggling with it still. But there you go. kids are petri dishes of germs and bacteria, so yeah. don't I know it? That is, uh, that goes without saying, I think. Uh, guest of honor, Steve. What'd you do this weekend? Oh, uh, let's see. Saturday I started coaching Millennium Soccer, which we'll talk about. Yeah, got to win. Um, went to the W Badger football game, yep. and then ended Saturday at the Marine Corps Ball. 247 years that the Marine Corps has been around. So that's oh, cool. shit. Yeah. We'll get into that, but right. is there a connection for you to the Marine Corps? Toys for Tots. Ah. Yeah, I work at United right. Way and we're the partner. So. so, with that, why don't we just get into. Yeah, let's talk about it. So, Steve, uh, we brought you on this week. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story, like where you're from? You know, how you came about to Madison, how you came about to the club, yeah. you know, things like that. Yeah, sure thing. So I'm actually from Middleton, so okay. probably going to go visit my parents right after this. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. But in my adult life, I'm uh, discovering the east side of Madison, which I didn't really get to do, you know, growing up. Love it. A lot of personality. Uh, definitely like calling that home. Um, I was never a soccer guy growing up. I was, I was the basketball, football, kind of baseball, you know, classic meat and potatoes stuff. Um, 
And uh, let's see, I took I took a gap year in college and went on a mission trip, living out of a backpack, um, yeah. kind of betting ourselves in the, you know the local community. Um, Where did you go to? Bulgaria, Romania, India, Nepal, um, and I didn't speak any of the languages. But let me tell you, I pick up a soccer ball, and you, you can connect with anybody it's with a soccer ball. Language. It's an international language, and that's yeah. that's kind of how I got my start, you know, in into the world of soccer. Okay. Yeah. That's brilliant. So then, came back to the states. Yep. Settled here. Yep. Obviously. Yep. And then you mentioned this, but you you work at the at the United Way. United Way. Yep. And this is our centennial year. So, so what do you 100 do? years. So what do you do at the United Way? Uh, so I'm the director of corporate and community engagement, which is a long-winded way of saying volunteerism. So managing our volunteer center, trying to connect uh, corporations and individuals with nonprofits who are looking for those extra hands. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. How long have you been with United Way? Uh, almost seven years now. Nice. Yeah. Um, what what drew you to work in the nonprofit space? Oh, um, the world's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. We gotta fix it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fair, just fair always, point. Yeah. Always kind of had that empathetic draw and wanting to improve wherever, whatever community I was in. So, sure. Yeah. Awesome. So, what about, so, club shows up. Club shows up. In 2019. Know nothing about it. Know yeah. nothing about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, did you buy in right away or did it take a, like a, a few games? Love at first sight. So. Went, went, to yeah. the, went to the snow opener. Snow opener, went to the snow opener, um, and the flock was there, the band, everything else, and it was kind of, got to go to the next game, got to go to the next game, what's this all about? Uh, yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have traveled to a ton of their road games as well. I think I've been to eight or nine road games. Oh, wow. Um, a lot of them at Most Omaha, though. Yeah, so my, my sister and brother-in-law are in Omaha. She's in med school there. That's so. unfortunate. Yeah. I know. Sorry, they're coming that. back. Hopefully I mean, so. I guess fortunate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a decent school. For you. For me, to yeah, have a visit. place to stay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Outside of that. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty terrible. I mean, having, having someone near where you're, uh, where the road games are, it's great. My, uh, my parents, they recently moved down to, uh, um, down to Tennessee. They're like an hour and a half from Chattanooga. 45 minutes from Knoxville. Yeah. So I'm going to be going to some road games next year. So we're staying sure. at Mitch's parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll, so we're going to get to know Mitch's parents. In other words. Great. This is great. This is great. Hon- Steve's, honestly, Steve's like already okay writing things down. Yeah, he's rubbing his beard thinking right, right now. He's like, hmm, yeah, I think we, got, we can do this. So, but, so we mentioned earlier that with that you've been, the club has affectionately given you the name the Superfan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why don't we go into a little bit about that? Part of that is that, dude, you have a memorabilia collection that may be unrivaled. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Have you? Was there? Is there a, a method or a, behind this madness? There's no method to the madness. It's That's the best way to go about it. Where, have you? Have you been a collect? Like, are you a collector in general of like other things? No. So it started with forward. So I just so this, this, was this ignited something in me, and I'm like, I, I. They have a joke at the front office. If we put, uh, you know, the logo on it, Steve will buy it. Steve will buy it. Yeah. I'm waiting Zach, for that toilet over here going like, fucking amateur. <laughs> I can't even top this. No, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I want to, I kind of want to know the extent. greatness here. I can't. I kind of want to know the extent because I want to know where I stand in, in regards to this. Oh, Lord. Because, I mean, I had, which for most people is an insane number. I think I have 18 team jerseys, something like that. 18 to 20, somewhere around there. For Forward Madison? For Forward Madison, yeah. So, Steve, what, how many of the team jerseys do you have? I don't know. I should ask my girlfriend because I have taken over the closet. She's got 5% of the closet now. Everything else oh, is painted blue. Good lord. Kind of embarrassing. Do you know how many I have according to Lisa? Too, too fucking many. many. Enough. Yeah, I'm going to say too enough. fucking many. Enough. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm going to say I have enough to move it to the basement closet. And that's. I shouldn't buy any more. <laughs> and then I buy another one or two, and then she goes, why? I was like, because it looks cool. The investment. We're not talking about crypto. We're talking about physical things. Yeah. I was like, look, this is going to get passed on to the kids, and then they yeah. can wear it, and then they can pass it down to the kids. It's going to be worth a lot of money. Like, it's fine. Like, it's, it's fine. a family, That's it's fine. family treasure now. 100% the song. reason behind my vinyl collection. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thankfully, I have a kid that actually... Like, 
like, yeah. that likes records. I mean, Sophie is definitely gonna like be ha- be happy that yeah. she's gonna inherit this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She's a cool kid, but so explain like you and your girlfriend. Yeah, you went as Doctor Strange. Oh yeah. And she went and as Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Was that for a Halloween game last year? No, that was. They had a Marvel theme night. So I'm yes. also a huge Marvel guy. Um, yeah. And is Doctor Strange your favorite Marvel guy? Captain America. I'm, I'm generic. I'm a big Captain America. Big Captain America. Yeah. Captain America I'm a big Cap guy too. There we go. So, All right. Yeah. Silver commercial. Surfer is my favorite. Yeah. Quality. But I've always, I've always liked Captain America yeah. too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So we did. We uh, cosplay, and we do the cosplay thing outside of you know showing up to soccer games as it. So. What's now, Mitch? I know yours. It's Pepsi Man. I mean, I have a few cosplays. But so, he did a Pepsi Man costume. It is amazing. Oh, I gotta see this. Yeah, it's amazing. And Pepsi Man is almost, it's kind of like a blue silver surfer type costume. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, what's... Wait, wait, wait a second. So, Pepsi Man has a surfboard? No, he doesn't No, have a but he's got kind of like a blue... Yeah. You know how, like, Silver Surfer has, like, the, the silver sheen costume? Yeah. Pepsi Man's like that with blue, but he has like a Cobra Commander shield. Wait a second. So Pepsi Man is not even made of Pepsi? No. <laughs> no. This whole time I've been thinking in, like this is a way cooler character than I guess like it looks like a can of Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll show you I honestly thought it was a can of Pepsi. Yeah, but now. Yeah, now I have questions. <laughs> this looks like like Cobra Commander. This looks like if Cobra Commander uh, started a rap career in the mid '90s. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They came up with this in the '80s, so ahead of its time. Ahead of its, ahead time. Of its time. It makes yeah. me feel like, <laughs> what if Venom just like decided to put a silver mask over his head? Yeah. That's what I got. That's yeah. the vibe I got. So, yeah. Mitch, we know that that's your favorite. That you. What's been your favorite cosplay that you've done? Oh. Um. And was it one that you did with like friends or your girlfriend, or was it one that you just did in your own? No, it's usually with my girlfriend. Uh, we went as Ant Man and the Wasp. That was kind of fun to do. Yep, yep. And then yeah, I don't know if it's cosplay, but it like Pennywise and then Georgie. She was Georgie. Oh, like a mascot version though. So that it, the clown head, was like this big, gigantic, huge. Yeah, that was fun. There you go. My my one cosplay experience was what I described last week. That got got me sent home from work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Saba. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't dress up as the grocery manager of the grocery store. <laughs> you work Lesson learned. Um, Steve, you mentioned this uh, a little bit in the opening that you are now coaching for a program that's very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Um, the Millennium Soccer Club. Yes, sir. Talk a little bit about how you got involved with them and what what their goal is for the yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've always loved working with kids, and um, I helped my dad coach my brother kind of growing up. Yeah. Um, and there was that, you know, I was missing that, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. Um, somebody posted in the Ford Supporters Facebook group uh, that Millennium was looking for, for some coaches, and yep. I was like, wow, that sounds fantastic. So I just showed up out of the blue to one of the, one of the Saturday practices, and work with the first and second graders which is like herding cats with, with yes, balls oh, yeah. uh, but it was a lot of fun and kind of just stuck with it and uh, said I'm interested in continuing in the winter and they were like alright head coach there you go <laughs> so, Yeah, off we go and yeah. for those that don't know Millennium Soccer is a program that is primarily based in the southwest and west side of Madison mm-hmm. and their main purpose is to essentially set up a situation for families that don't have necessarily the means to pay for like a, an elite program or anything like that. If you want to play, you can play. And so for us, um, you know, I did a lot of work with the Flock Soccer Fund with this group. It's just an amazing organization. The people that run it, Tiz yeah. and Haley, and just yeah. awesome, awesome people. Yeah. Um, it's great for me to hear that like amazing guys like you are like doing stuff like this too do you guys need more coaches absolutely all the time yeah absolutely so, so what, what are the what are the requirements of becoming a coach with millennium no requirements <laughs> at least that's you, what they told me yeah. so just show up and coach <laughs> yeah. you, you yep. have to 
like soccer, I would assume. Yes, like soccer, and have patience for kids, I guess. For you kids. have to be good and, and kids. enjoy kids. Yeah. Is it a bring your own whistle type of situation? Oh, not even that intense. I mean, you, yeah, it's no bar. But you can bring like, a whistle. I like the sound of this. And I must say, those jerseys do look fantastic. They're amazing. The co-branding and yes. the, the forward and the Hummel yep. and the Millennium. Yeah. What? Wait a second, guys. What are you talking about? So, one of the things that uh, with the Flock Soccer Foundation that we we had been, were approached by Haley and Tiz, and they said that they needed they wanted to help with the organization, and so we had the idea to connect them with the club, mm-hmm. and from there the club being the amazing individuals that they are and what, and always focused on the community, they set it up so that all of the indoor jerseys that Millennium Soccer will be wearing are sponsored by Ford Madison and Hummel. And so, if you don't know, like, jerseys cost a lot. A lot. Especially when you're dealing with, like, youth sizes and things like that. So, Ford Madison, to their credit, you know, came along and just said, yeah, we're we're gonna take care of this. So an amazing gesture by the club shows exactly what we're talking about with them reaching out to the community wanting to be a community-based club yeah um this is how you do it this is how you do it this is one of the steps that you do it so and the fact that i think it's just so cool that's one of the reasons why we wanted to bring steve on because here's a guy that's now has been in the flock has been a super fan for the club that is now working for a community soccer club which this is, is the this is walk full the circle. talk, you know, it's like full this circle. is the stuff that we talked about like exactly. before this club got going and like how can we really how can we really work with the club to influence pe- and, and get people connected. Right. You know, because like I mean all pretty much all I the only person I knew before all this started was Zach. Um I'd seen Steve Shaw's band play. Yep, me too. Here and there. I was, like, I was like, wow, that guy looks pissed. Why does he always look so mad? <laughs> it's probably because he's not very good at drums. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. This guy's a fucking faker. <laughs> Imposter. Making money off of all of you morons. Who don't uh, know I'm going to paps. Um, but no, I mean that that that's kind of how this all works, right? Like this is a it's a community sort of Kickstarter and galvanizer, and once once you get involved with those folks, it's hard to say no when people ask you like, "Hey, we've got this cool volunteer opportunity." Like, yeah, you start thinking. I'm sure that Steve is probably in your mind of mm-hmm. like, and these could be like the future kids that play for this club someday. So that's like. You know, being able to, and even if they're not, gives you the opportunity to kind of like speak into some young people's lives yeah. and give them a chance maybe that they wouldn't otherwise have and give you a chance maybe you otherwise wouldn't have. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Well, and one of the cooler things I thought too was something that Haley brought up when we were talking about this. She was like, they would go to the tournaments that these kids would play and like the Millennium kids would barely have like t-shirts that were the same color playing against teams that had their own jerseys and their own backpacks and everything and they're just getting housed right at some level you've got to give kids that feeling that like this is worth it and that's like something big and there's some pride behind this right and part of that is looking the part yeah you know Deion Sanders said that if you look good you You feel feel good good, if you feel if you feel good you play good and if you play good they pay good Neon Dion. Yeah, of course. But what he's saying is that whole first part is right. A big part of it starts with the psychological piece with these kids. of like, your parents aren't, you know, you're here because you want to play. But but you still, you can look great. You still have good guys that know what they're doing. They're coaching you. They're teaching you skills about the game. You can still get an amazing experience and love this game. 
because that's really what it's all about at this level. Yep. It's just teaching the passion yep. for the sport. And I think yeah. you're, and Steve, you're nodding your head, so I'm going to let you run with, it, with what I'm saying right there. Oh, so. no, that's, I mean, 100% it. It's, it's, you know, life translated through sport, and you see these kids gain confidence and overcome adversity, and um, no matter, you know, where, where they're coming from, they have this team bonding experience. Um, I would love if the flock could come to a game, like sure. with the drums and the, how cool would that be? Like truly give those kids an experience. Yeah, goddamn it, Shaw. Why don't Why don't you get out there? What? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's not my problem anymore. <laughs> Guess we'll have to talk to Dan. <laughs> but no, I, I think that that would be really cool too. Is like if you guys had like a tournament at Kiva or something like that, yeah, and yeah. like we show up and are just as loud and are loud as hell for loud those and kids in there. And, you know, they do have beer there, and I think that the parents, their parents seem like they would be like the kind of folks that would get down oh, yeah. with us too. Oh yeah, so I'd be chanting with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Steve, it's got some legs. So I've got a question. So eight or nine away games. What different cities have you been to following Ford Madison on away trips? Yeah, so Omaha, uh, probably four of those. Um, Chattanooga was last year, and I ran into Mitch. That was thank God you were there because that was that was a hard environment to be in. Um, in Chattanooga, yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, because you were you were sitting behind one of the goals, yeah, right? like with their supporters, yeah, essentially. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, that's there, that, that section was that section was bizarre because there was like no one sitting down there, yeah. and everyone yep. was standing up on the top row, yep. weren't they? Yep. Yeah, yep. It was really weird. Whereas I was I was sitting with my parents top row nearish midfield. It was behind forwards bench. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that was its own situation. Um, mm, sure. I mean, I didn't have a bad experience with any anyone there. Um, I mean, you know, shit talking and all that stuff. You know, it's it is what it is. You know, you go you go to a you go to a you, you go to a, you go to a sporting event and you're in the other team's colors. You gotta know some shit's coming your way. You gotta know some shit's coming. Especially your way. if you're. In but the that's when you say, "Hey, I have a cash app for your coach." Yeah. That's what you tell them. I well, that was that was them. that was the opening game of the season. So yeah. I mean, he was still on the coaching staff. He was still being horny on Maine. We, so didn't, we didn't know that. that. Was the <laughs> we didn't. All right. They were pulling twelve to twelve fifty tops, and they're pulling now. They're pulling three thousand. I mean, it is a final. But I hope I hope that this is I hope that this is a positive trend. For Tormenta because the work that that ownership in that club has put into the community yeah. well, they're just building, into just building an overall club they pulled the a double this there. year yep. they pulled the double because they, 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 they won the men's team won USL won and the W League and they, the women's team won the W League and, and so. what they what they you know all the credit in the world to that ownership and like I hope that this uh, this momentum continues into next season, and they keep pulling large. Well, and the fact numbers. that they ended up selling their best player and arguably the Micheletto, greatest player yeah. in their club history, yeah, Marco Micheletto. Yeah. and they go even further. It's yeah. like that's impressive on its own right. Yep. Like I was skeptical. I was like, oh shit, they're losing their best player, and this was a guy that was the only thing that kept Tor- it together so last Tor- year. Is, is is where. Statesboro, Georgia. It's about an hour northwest of Savannah. It's the smallest market in USL one. It's the smallest. It's the smallest professional. I mean, it's it's the smallest professional. Sounds kind of fun. Sounds sticky. It's the it's the smallest market in in professional American (laughs) sports. Truly, it is the smallest market in professional American sports. Like, that in you know that includes you know. You know, even ECHL or SPHL hockey, like, you know, it's smaller than Danville, Illinois. Yeah, but do they have a fucking dope-ass green belt, Mitch? (laughs) (laughs) I rest my case. I mean, what can we say to that? I mean, they can say they have two trophies. They have two trophies that matter. Right. And we have a Henny Derby trophy, so... And that, that matters. That matters. It's a, they're the, the four biggest trophies in USL 1, right? You, or USL. You have the USL 1, USLW championship. You've got 
U.S. Open Cup. You want to win that. And then you got the Henny Derby. Those are the four. Those are the four. Yeah. yeah. That a team in this league could win? Yes. Yeah. That's it. That and that. Theoretically, we could win the Open Cup. Yeah. That's why, yeah, that's why I said. You have a shot. You're Open in. Yeah. You're at least in the tournament. Yeah. One thing. I- do, it, do we think that there'll ever be a USL1 team that will win US Open Cup? I think so. Yeah, I think I think we're a little ways away from that. Right. Um, but that's something that you and I have been talking about. Is that like the difference in talent between MLS and USL Championship and USL One is fractional. Yeah. I think it will happen within our lifetimes. I'll say this: Did you know that the US Open Cup is the only way that a team in USL One can make money by winning a trophy? Really. Yep. There is no monetary prize for USL one. It's true. Or, or for US, a championship. Or a USL championship. Or USL Super League. Or I mean obviously you've got W League is college kids. Yeah. Pre professional. But Amateurs. yeah, none mm. of none of those leagues offer a monetary prize for winning. Is this where I do my Alex impression? What's that? The Alex impression? What Al- Alex who? <laughs> you know, I don't think we really need to have any monetary value for the trophy? And I mean, even just even that's just a great Greek accent. Yeah. Even just finishing. Like, your, your Greek accent there was top notch. Top notch. Zach is. I agree. Zach's <laughs> doing <laughs> the chef kiss. <laughs> Papadakis. Papadakis. The Greek chef kiss. Yes. Yeah. But even even finishing first in uh, in tier three in division three, you get. 25k like you know it's nothing to scoff at you know we got that in 2019 are you talking about US Open Cup yeah just for making it yeah Yeah, so if you're yeah if you so if you make it furthest yep then you win in your in your how much did Omaha get this this year would have been 25k 25k and that's how much we made in 2019 and then it's the same thing for it's the same thing for uh um, MLS for uh, for Division Two, for Division Three, and so Sacramento this past year got the yeah. most because they made the final. So the yes, final. so if you make the final, then the uh, that money goes away. So the money for winning was three hundred k, I believe. The money for uh, making the final and losing was a hundred k. So bad. that so that twenty five k that the top Division Two would have gotten. That just goes away because you get 100k. They get the 100k yeah, instead. Yeah, it they, yeah, they don't add it on. Right. So that's 25k in U.S. soccer's pocket. That's why I love Mitch. You could buy the guys got the numbers. You could buy a whole team a blue check mark next to their name. <laughs> your whole think, team. Think your a, whole team can be verified. <laughs> then none of the players at USL one level would be distracted during the season trying to get that check mark. Kyle Kyle's already shaking his head. Like Juan Calindras <laughs> wouldn't take full advantage of a blue check mark. <laughs> his hair was looking great last night, by the way. Who's that? Juan Calindras. I gotta see if he tweeted after the game, because he was already like you tweeting You know whose goodbye. hair was not looking great on Saturday, but it's Don Garber. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean I don't know who's who's Don Garber trying to shout shouts out to the two three five two. Two three five two. I honestly just muted. I did not want to listen. <laughs> the I love it when he comes out. It's like MLS Commissioner Don Garber. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's just part of the court. If you're not if you're not booing if you're not booing your top leagues commissioner, then what are hey, you doing? Adam Silver does not deserve to get booed at all. Adam Silver is a great commissioner. He has been for the NBA for. You know, Gary Bettman probably doesn't deserve to get booed, yeah. but he he loves getting booed at this point. He does. He loves it. He loves it. How do you know these guys aren't just playing heels? Oh, David oh, Stern Gidell, was great at that. David uh, Dave David Stern, Stern loved, loved that playing shit. Heel. He loved playing the heel. Yeah. David Stern would purposely play the heel. Like yeah. Yeah. he loved being that guy. Whereas Adam Bettman Silver loves being the face. So. Batman, Batman loves being the heel. He loves being the heel too. If, if yeah. you've ever watched the NHL draft, he'll just go out, he'll get booed, and he'll, oh, and he'll he'll be like he'll be like, oh man, 
you guys are quiet tonight. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on, I want to hear you guys. I feel like Rob Manfred is the dude that thinks he's a face, but everyone knows he's a yeah. Hero. Everyone hates him, and yeah, he thinks he's a face. Yeah, and then uh, Goodell just—he didn't care. No. Goodell, Goodell gets paid twenty million dollars a year. Yeah, he, he doesn't. Care. He doesn't care. He's a Ric Flair. He didn't care. Yeah. He's sopping up his tears with thousand dollar bills. Uh, all right. Do we want so to talk about the game? Or no, it was <laughs> it was an evenly matched game. I think it was it was entertaining. It was I will pretty entertaining. I will say, if you were neutral and you watch that, it was like okay, this was not a boring ass game to watch. No. Like both teams were, it was evenly matched. Both yep. teams had moments of yep. attacking. I honestly all was surprised nice. that Chattanooga didn't pull a fucking Galazzo out of their ass like they did all season. Jake no. Dangler looked like he'd been clean for at least three days. There's a questionable refereeing decision in uh, typical USL fashion. Shocking. The the penalty. The penalty the that penalty should not was, have been called. <laughs> the penalty was weak, but I feel it's kind of karma for the lack of penalty being called last week. Well, I was going to say, yeah, you can't well, not call last week's penalty and then call that a penalty. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? And, and he had missed a penalty earlier on, too, I mean, where it should have been called and didn't call it. But it's... That one I didn't think I was a penalty. Calls. I hate I, I do I do. Get the call say, right the first time. Yes. I, I didn't think yeah. it was a penalty, though, the first time. Um, I do want to say uh, that last goal by Jamil Roberts... Clinical. Yeah. That, that might have been that that might have been the most clinical finish I've seen in the league all season. Yep. It was it yep. was it, he squared his hips, he took the ball, one touch, you know, he jumped up for it and just touched it perfect. He had it clean. Yeah. Perfect. It's yeah. almost like these teams deserve to be there. Yeah. And and Roberts? <laughs> that was his third goal this season. He's coming off the bench. Every you know, like, yeah. it, like if he's playing, if he's playing, he's coming off the bench. Well, the and biggest thing is, is Sterling, Kaziah Sterling was that guy. Yeah, and yeah, there was skepticism when he came in, and he proved like, yes, I am, I am worthy of that hype. He it's was mostly because he's a Tottenham guy. This might be, and I, I've been kind of thinking <laughs> a little bit about this, but this Kid is Fox. this is definitely <laughs> a top five season. Top spur of. Any, hey, he any left. He left Spurs and won a trophy, just like Gareth Bale. Okay. Yeah. He's like, what a what a second half of the season that Kaziah Sterling had. Yeah. Like, in, in the playoffs, the playoffs, he's like, Tormenta scored five goals in the playoffs, and Kaziah Sterling had goal, 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 assist, hundred percent goal participation to carry his team to a championship. Yeah. Can we? We need to talk real quick about Pablo Hara, who had been benched for a while, yep. had to come off during a crucial part of the game, and... Did what he needed to. What is with backup keepers in the playoffs these last few weeks? You know, like, with this game, with the MLS Cup, the with The MLS with Cup Phil? was a great example. That was a great, that was a great situation for that guy. Like, I tweeted, like... The best keeper in the league in Andre Blake, and a dude that didn't expect to play yep. right. in the penalty shootout, right? And he turns into a fucking wall. If you, yeah, if you told yeah. if you told me if you told me that Andre Blake and and backup keeper for LAFC were going against each other, and one of those two guys was not going to let in a single penalty, what'd you tell? Probably yeah. Andre Blake. Yeah, right. Because he was making a lot of saves even so, before, like in, during. The match, he was just making phenomenal saves already. FMFC connection here. I brought this up. With Crapo getting injured in that game, he is the backup for Canada. The third goalie, Dane St. Clair, is Dane St. Clair. DSC. Forward Madison is very likely going to have an alum. He played five games here. It's Can we stop? He's Can we stop here. fucking talking about like players that played a bit part in our history? It's not his fault. Did he wear our colors? He had one clean sheet. It's not his fault that the did two he, keepers ahead of him were really fucking did good. Did he too. dislocate yeah. Connor Tobin's shoulder? Yes. 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 Yeah, and Ryko gave Eric a concussion. I mean, yes. let's <laughs> let's let's uh, let's be honest. Part of the reason why I continue like, to bring this up too is that it, it infuriates Andrew. Well. Yes, correct. <laughs> so, I mean, 
in Dane's case, it's not like he wasn't that good. It's that he there are two dudes ahead of him that were better. Yeah. This is not like a Mason Toy who right. just came, didn't do shit, right, and then suddenly learned how to score. And then scored two goals against us. Yeah, in, hence in just the, remembering how to score. Right. Sure. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he doesn't score at all during the season for us in nine games, I think he played. Seven games? Seven, seven, seven eight, nine games. And then he comes in uh, to our friendly in Breeze, scores twice against us, and they beat us 2-1. Like, Sounds about right. Bruh. Yeah. Yeah. Bruh. I will say this. Dane St. Clair played five games for us. Zach, he scored zero goals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking useless. Just like Mason Tolley. <laughs> Did we have... He's still in my all-time top ten list. <laughs> I think... I think... Guys are dumb sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think Carter Manley is the only... I was talking to Zach guy. Grant. <laughs> I <laughs> I miss yeah, Carter. this is an A and B conversation. <laughs> well, he's, he's, way out. Speaking of Carter Manley, he is he is going to be in the USL Championship final next week. Yeah. With San Antonio FC. Um, hey. Carter Manley, good for him. And I, I always like Carter. Carter was a good dude. You know yes. who is available? Andre Reynolds. We can recreate I 2020. I told oh I told <laughs> Jake. Go, go get him the day right that now. They announced that they weren't picking up his option. I was like, I'm, let me let me just call. Let me just call Matt up real quick. Make sure you're bringing that guy in on waivers. I'm in the. I was saying to Evan, like I'm dropping off his. I'm dropping off and Andre's uh, scouting profile. I'm dropping off Thomas Duven's uh, scouting profile. I'm just gonna drop off a bunch of players on the desk. There is a uh, during the World Cup. There's another player available. I mean, he's out there. Yeah. You know, I hear. I mean, he's rubbing elbows with. Other forward Madison players mm-hmm. and ex forward Madison players eating little kids' extra pasta. Yeah, you can guess exactly who that is without club, from what I hear. Yep, after this year. Yep, I mean, bring him back. Madison is no Monterey Bay. We don't even have an aquarium here. I'll fucking build him an aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs an aquarium when you have two lakes? Come on, that's I'll just take him to PetSmart. Yeah. <laughs> we are we are talking, of course, about Jiro. Jiro Barriga I did Giro. see his Instagram story. I was Giro. like, oh shit. <laughs> so, I didn't know he was with I, Aaron as well. I, I saw so, Justin. I yeah. didn't, so, it wasn't until later. So well, I have okay. a story about about Jiro late this season. So I think it was. Um, I think it was the last game of the season for us. Um, we had the away game in Tucson. And I have, uh, on FOTMOB, I have notifications enabled for Jiro. And I got a notification early in the game that Jiro was starting. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Let's go, Jiro got to start. And then probably around the 70th minute of our game, and they started about the same time, uh, I get a notification that pops up on FOTMOB, and I see Jiro's picture, a little a little goal, a little ball icon, and says Jiro Bariga Toyama scores. And I, I'm like, let's go, Jiro! And then I look back at my phone, and it says underneath, in very small print, own goal. And I'm in the forward club, and I'm just like, oh, no. And what happened, what happened was at the start of this game for Monterey Bay, um... Jiro was playing on the back line, and one of one of their center backs got a red card for dog so five minutes into the game, and Monterey lost like four nothing, I think, or five. It was bad. We love a good dog so. Yeah, and yeah, and Jiro had Jiro had like a three point nine rating on FOTMOB, which I've never seen a rating below four on FOTMOB. It was not good, but like. Can you can you blame when when one of your teammates on the back line takes a red card yeah. and yeah like free it's Giro. gonna be harder free Jiro free Jiro so Jiro has been in New York visiting his sister yes and he had put up on his Instagram story uh, that he was out for dinner with a friend and uh, their young daughter or whatever and. Um, there was some pasta that was next to the daughter, and I texted Jiro. I was like, um, "You ate that girl's pasta, didn't you?" 
And his response was, I absolutely did. I'm not surprised. I mean, you were there at David's Jamaican. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The man can eat. He Gero. ate two whole chickens Gero. and April's and April's leftovers. Yeah, yeah. And probably could have ate more if there was yeah. if there's food available. The man he's, can put it away. He's a clean plate club guy from yeah. the from the jump. Um, let's talk a little bit because uh, I'm noticing we got about. I, I don't want to take up too much more time. We got about five minutes left. We gotta get to the music. Oh, well, sure. like <laughs> let let's talk real quick about this MLS Cup game. Amazing. What? I, I don't want to ruin it for folks that haven't seen it yet, but if you're a skeptic about MLS, like... It's coming. It was touted by the end of the game as the best MLS game ever. Yes, yes. it was. Um, I would agree with that. Yep. Uh, incredibly entertaining. Uh, world-class talents. Yep. I would put that game up against any Premier League uh, game this season. It was... Uh, or in the last... Maybe in the last five years. It was... Especially the, the last... 40 minutes of that game. Yeah. Just high-level, world-class soccer. Yep. With, you had 32-52 in the, you know, in the, you know, 32-52 providing world-class support, and it was a beautiful scene. Yeah. And it's, for all of us that believe in, in what soccer can be in this country, yeah, absolutely. It was. I mean, thirty-two fifty-two is the bar that you. They need are. To they aim are the for. gold standard. There they are the no gold question. standard. They're what you need to aim for. They have the best atmosphere, arguably. In the other North LA America. fans throwing beers and shit at players. I mean, fuck them. Fuck you. Thirty-two fifty-two. So, but thirty-two fifty-two. Legit. The other thing I will say, I think we all we all commented on it during the game, but like, going back to the USL one final. People that work on the fan side of things and really trying to work on like supporter culture side of stuff in general, it's a little weird to have Georgia Southern's marching band there playing throughout the game. Yeah. But I also have to understand too, and I think this is worth mentioning in case they take any shit from anybody. Being the smallest market in a league, sometimes you have to do shit that like yeah. you're you're trying to fold in people from your community, and if there are nobody. In the in their fan section, that plays drums, that plays horns, whatever the fuck, and you got college kids wanting to come out and hang out. Hell yeah, like, man. yeah. Hell whatever yeah. whatever shit people want to talk about. Yeah. Georgia Southern's marching band being at that game and playing throughout the game, they can get fucked. They sounded amazing. I was gonna say it sounded great. It's, like yeah, this isn't some like group that just sounds like garbage. Right. They added they added atmosphere. It's a little strange, like in the context of like. Supporter culture in general, but who gives a shit, man? Like, I mean, do what you own, gotta do. Blaze your own damn trail if you yeah. need to. Like, I mean, absolutely. There's no, there, there's no right or wrong way of doing this stuff. No, no, there really is. Find, find well, what works for you. And especially for that no front way. office and the effort they put in, and just how, and kind of you said it already, like the effort they put into their community. It's like if that's what it takes, go for it. Yeah, you, who cares? Like, I mean, I'm yeah. looking at it. And, in the vein of, they could have not done anything. They right. Could've, they could have been dead quiet there. They said, know? we're playing in a final. Well, know. especially because of how fucking expensive those tickets were. But they, yep. they went. Not their fault. That was a leak. But not they tormenta. went. <laughs> you know, they went and they did some things to try and make this as important and as special of an event as they could. Sure. And that's what you want to see. Right. Um, you, know, you want it. And they weren't making it gimmicky. No. It, it was selling. The game, selling the soccer, which is what it should be about. Yep. And it was a great, it, it was like that fan experience. That was a great showcase for the league on ESPN2. You yep. know, like, now people might look and see, hey, that, do I have a USL League that one actually or a USL was Championship to League? Us. Yeah. Was like when the game came on, we thought it was just going to be on regular ESPN. Plus. And then when we pulled it up, I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, no, I knew that one was going to be on ESPN, too. Yeah. I mean, this is great. But I think what the Thank cool thing was between the USL League 1 final and the MLS Cup final was just the aspect of from start to finish, you could sit, watch that game, have a good time. And right. I think it helps that, at least in the USL League 1 final, there was a team that I would have preferred to win and a team that I just don't give a shit about. Yeah. While MLS was like, 
I'm good with either team winning. Yes, that's that's where I was. It was kind of like, I'm good with either winning, so the fact that I got an entertaining match as well, and a lot of it was driven by the atmosphere going in and the stadium atmosphere, I think that's huge, and I think people outside of the country and also people that might not pay that much attention to soccer is like, this is what you can watch, and this is just a sample I of what a, you can get. I had a friend later that night um, who had woke up in England and watched the, a replay of the MLS final. Text me that day. He's like, that game was a banger. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, man. He goes, if this is what MLS is becoming, it's, it's going to become one of the most entertaining leagues in the world. Yeah. It already is. And so I think, and now you have the big rumors coming. Messi coming that, to that Messi, Lauderdale. Messi's going to Miami. Yeah. Can't wait for tickets for any game with Messi in it to be $75,000. <laughs> Realistically, 200 300 bucks a pop. Yeah. Dude, Mikey has not been here since he left. It's, it's for Monday without Mikey. It's Where, been like three weeks. Where did no, you, uh, you're talking about? You're not talking about Mikey. No. Um, he's he's been here. Has he been here? Yeah. I haven't seen him. Yeah, he's been here. Hey guys, I've been here. He so did not cool. get kidnapped in Morocco. I think you're lying. <laughs> okay. Well, getting kidnapped in Morocco doesn't sound that he's terrible. He's still recovering from the Astros win. That's true. That's probably it. All right, let's talk a bit about music. We've we've covered the football in in all of its glory. Kyle, what have you been into lately? So, Matt Corby, Australian uh, musician, he released a song called Problems. Um, I'll tweet or whatever in the future. It. It's been a while since he put out new music. I think it's been like four or five years, so I was pretty excited. Um, Mitch Osman, if you're listening, please check it out. Otherwise, I've been on a big Chris Stapleton kick. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't know. There's something about that dude. He, he can just sing. Yeah. Like, he's just got that bluesy, just that bluesy demeanor, bluesy voice. I don't like a lot of country, but I like him. Yeah, he's the exception to, if I have to listen to country, I will listen to Chris Stapleton. Yep. So, yeah, Chris Stapleton and a new Matt Corby song. You're up. Me? Okay. Uh, I've been fucking repeated jamming uh, Kalani's Blue Water Road record. That's what we listened to on the way here. Uh, I, I finally got that on wax the other day, and it's been on heavy rotation on my turntable. I'm kind of... I have five of her albums on vinyl. Like, I know you do. She's great. You're a big fan. I am a big fan. Um, she writes most of her own lyrics. Uh, she writes most of her own songs. Yep. Um, just an incredible musician, songwriter, and dude, she can do anything from working with Blast to working with Justin Bieber to everyone in between. Party next and, door. Yeah, yeah. She's just fucking yep. great. Like Kalani, K E H L A N I. She's great. If, if you're not, if you don't, if you're not up on her, you need to be. She's the shit. I have been listening to. Uh, Apollo 100, the best Apollo group, better than Apollo 440, who did Stop the Rock, better than Apollo 11, who landed on the moon. Uh, Apollo 440, good drop. <laughs> so uh, Apollo 100, uh, they did, back in the early 70s, they did a cover of uh, Hissy Joy of Man's Desiring, which they just called Joy, and uh, that was their big hit. They were a one-hit wonder. And that album, that album is solid. Um, if you like Cans and Brahms from Yes's seminal album, Fragile, you will like this album. Um, they, a lot of it is uh, a lot of it is classical music that they have taken and they put their own spin on it, and it's great. And honestly, just listen to all their stuff because they only have like 35, 40 songs, anyways. And they have some good classical covers. They have some good rock covers. They got a great cover of uh, Back in the USSR, Besame Mucho. Uh, in fact, the last song on uh, on Joy, their first album, is uh, is a cover of Classical Gas, which is great as well. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. 
Zach, how about you? How many times have you listened to the new T Swift record? <laughs> so I knew someone would bring that up. <laughs> how many? Uh, how many versions of the new T Swift record do you own? So. <laughs> so. To be fair, it starts with so. To be fair, <laughs> I own seven. Two of them are autographed. So one's not for me. One's for my friend that actually got me into T Swift, who's from Wales. And the other ones are all of the four different versions that if you put them together, they make a clock on the back. Is this so? Is this your it's lovely friend? Is this your lovely okay. friend in Wales that you share candy with? Yes. Yeah. Every Christmas we amazing. send each other candy, and it's amazing. I get a package of UK treats that Liam and all the expats uh, tell me what to eat first oh, and cr- what they would want if I don't want any. Which, sorry, I want it all. What's what's the one that uh, it's like the chocolate, like little crispy thing, uh, the cri- that crisps. It's a uh, uh, probably flakes or twirls. Twirls. That's twirls. It. Twirls. That's the one. Yeah, that's that's, that's the straight, one. That's the straight dope right there. But actually, from the same friend, I saw on her Instagram story she was at a concert for a band called Everything Everything. It's a rock band from Manchester, obviously. Gotta like it. But uh, they got a new album, Raw Data Field, that I've been listening to lately. And then also getting into their older stuff, like Getting to Heaven from, I think, 2015. And that was where I saw on her story the song that they were singing. And I looked them up because I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. So it was just by chance. And I was like, well, that's how good music happens sometimes. There you go. Our illustrious guest, Steve. All right, so quick backstory here. Um, Chattanooga, uh, when we were at that away game, we sat by Cesar Mario's family. Awesome people. Um, I got to know Cesar a little bit. We played, you know, pick up soccer on Tuesdays. For his send-off, we went to Red Rocks for Latin night. And we had a little little, little uh, dance lesson, and uh, Parker Parker was my, my partner, naturally, right? Six yeah. Of, like 18, right? Um, so... Bad Bunny has been on my playlist. That reggaeton, I can't get it out of out of my head. Bad so. Bunny is fantastic. There we yeah. go. Yeah, hard to go wrong there. Exactly. So mine is actually a suggestion I got last week from a dedicated pod, uh, audio situation listener. <laughs> Caught myself there. Uh, Carl Schneider. Uh, no, Aaron Eisenring. Ah, yeah. He sent me, because uh, he knows how much I love soul music. Take the hobbits to Eisenring. To Eisenring. <laughs> but he sent me, um, I'm pulling it up right now, on an album. Um, it is called The Deplar Effect. Ah. By the, by the New Master Sounds. Yeah, New Master Sounds are great. Yeah. And so the New Master Sounds are an amazing, they're from the UK. Yeah. Um, I think they recorded this band. They sound like a Daptone band. They do. They do. They're very much. They're very much uh, on the Daptone vibe. <laughs> but he sent it to me. He was like, "Don't know if you. I'm sure you probably heard this." And I, I hadn't. I haven't stopped listening to it. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's an amazing downside. Uh, the vinyl for this is a hundred bucks. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to wait on this one. Um, but I've been listening to that, and then. Because I love Metro Boomin', um, I've been checking out the new 21 Savage Drake album. I refuse ever since I heard Drake <laughs> diss Megan Thee Stallion. I was like, no, yeah. fuck it. I'm not doing it. So it's a, uh, it's good, but it's a lot of the songs sound the same. Yeah. But uh, um, he definitely has gotten some fire back. I don't know. It's like it's like 21 Savage taught him how to fight. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's the old... Like 2000, like 2012 Drake. Okay, is, is back, which, yeah. is, which is cool. And so, and 21 Savage is actually, he's pretty great. Yeah. And so, um, I've enjoyed it. It's very much a, it's 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 very much like a kind of like a pop bubblegum, I think hip hop album. Nice. Um, but it's enjoyable. And I need those. I've, I've enjoyed it. So, Steve Shaw, what are you into lately? This kid, no one gives a shit. <laughs> Sababa Five is your. Is your, <laughs> is your bonus <laughs> recommendation I'm just gonna get out this of the week? Right here. I'm just gonna lean back. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna call this. I love you, daggers. Steve. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna. No, seriously, Steve. Let's what say, I, like, what, what have you been what, listening to? Yeah, what have you been listening to? Um, can you hear me? Yeah. This is, this is the best I can do. Swallow that thing. Um, only thing I've been listening to are a couple things. Uh, I just got a new repress of the Botch American. Oh Show. shit! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, dude. Came out in the '90s. Got the song seen a couple times. Uh, if you like math and hardcore, just like super angry, um, kind of tough guy with with some like math hardcore in there. It's perfect. Um, so like a smarter mad ball. Yeah, it's not your typical four four. They're playing in six eight, including a lot of weird time signatures. Um, but I it's like still, that we're talking like it's still, music talk. Yeah, it's still throw down. Um, and then uh, tempo baby. Also, kind of like a weird pop record that I've been listening to is Barty Strange. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Not really uh, something I would normally get into, but he has uh, got great lyrics and super catchy. It kind of became my like kind of my jams for the summer, which is uh, so nice. Here's here's one of the things before we go. Like, so I think that because of the music we listen to, it's like it's really eclectic. Because I was talking about this with Jen a while back, and she was saying that, well, this is a pop man, like. Don't think that, like, because I listen to a lot of very eclectic music and jazz music, like, I don't like pop music. Yeah. I love pop music. Yeah. But it has to be done really well. Yeah. Like, if it's, if it's like, the sugary, like, like radio, but, like, kind of, but, like, that kind of stuff that you're talking about, that's the kind of, like, pop music. Like, Phoenix's Wolfgang Amadeus album, that is pop music at its best right there. Like, that is perfect pop music. And so, that's to me, it's like, like I love pop music. It just, it's got to be done well. Yeah, it does. I mean, just like anything else, right? Yeah. I'm going to throw one more suggestion your way. Sababa 5. It's a, a group, a three-piece from Tel Aviv. Yep. Uh, they played on a lot of, like, sort of more traditional Israeli music type stuff. But they're like a, if Daptone had a Israeli imprint. Yeah, it's good stuff. I do have one more as well. Um, Andrew, I've been listening to, so as many people know, I do Super Soul Sunday. And so I've listened to soul music on Sunday. This is something I've been doing, uh, excuse me, on Saturdays, I've been doing Saturday jazz. And so Saturdays is jazz music. Um, I've started leaning heavy back into Grant Green. Oh, yeah. And Grant Green... For those that don't know, Grant Green was on Blue Note um, for many years. He was an amazing jazz guitarist. Um, was probably one of the most prolific jazz guitarists that there have been. George Benson, if you like George Benson, this is where... Yeah, who doesn't ama- like George Benson? And so, Grant Green... Philistines. The, <laughs> the, issue, the issue with Grant Green was that he never was able to really achieve what he was capable of because he was a terrible heroin, heroin addict. Yeah. And he struggled with heroin his whole entire... Kind of like a John Frusciante. Sure. You know, where it just would vacillate between these moments of just putting out work that was absolutely brilliant and then you wouldn't hear from him for years. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. And so... Ben Hendrix was like that, too. Absolutely. And so, if you don't know, um, he's got two great albums that you should listen to, you check out. Um, Street of Dreams and Green Street. And both of them are just... You can put him on, let him play, and he's hands down one of my all-time favorite jazz Grand Grand Green is great. Yeah. All right. We've waffled on for well longer. Steve, did you have fun? Like you've been you've been fairly quiet. Yeah. Quiet by nature. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. You guys are awesome. Would you Would you come back? Absolutely. Next week Tuesday. Okay, I'm here. All right. It's <laughs> great. We'll make more room. <laughs> We're just gonna need a. Uh, well, we're gonna, we're gonna we have to start, you know, reserving our table up there. <laughs> yeah, right. Because this. Yeah. Maybe we gotta maybe, get we gotta get a picture of this. Cause don't this is, fucking act like you don't like this, okay? This is great. I like cozy. This is the first time I've been in the corner booth, so this is a good time. I like the corner booth, actually. Like, I'm a big fan of like being. I also, don't think Steve's a fan of the corner booth. Steve, Steve has been standing. Also, here. I just he realized something selfie. big. Grab a selfie of us. New WizKid album. I don't know. in this too. Friday. So, um, I was listening to a few of the tracks from, like, they had a couple on. Yeah, he had a Steve. single come out, like, a week or Play two ago. Shot. So, get you in this, Steve. Hey, everybody. Alright. We're, uh, yeah, it's a little, it's a little, uh, ass to elbows back here, but that's okay. 
how it needs to be. Um, also, that just just dropped, which is fantastic. One more one more reference for you, Lee Fields. <laughs> oh yeah, Sentimental Fool. Yeah, Lee Fields' new album, Sentimental Fool, yes. just hit. It's fantastic. It's like we like just Zach reminding and everyone Renai, since, uh, um, since he talked about it last week too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna talk about it next week, Mitch. I think yeah. you talked about it the week before too. Yeah. So I'm just. I'm well, just no, because <laughs> we were we were at his show the week before. Yeah. Fair next enough. week will be FKJ. Sorry, Jerzinger. Who's the producer of this goddamn show? Uh, it's 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 you who almost knocked over the mic. Not me. Um, not that guy. All right. Uh, gentlemen, thank you. Yes. Yes. Always great to see you. Cheers, Cheers. to all of you. Steve, thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, thank you guys Up so the much goes. for having me. Big, big ups to our friend Steve Tickner. Thank you for coming in. Keep, yes. keep doing what you're doing. You're amazing <laughs> dude. Keep keep uh, coaching the kids and uh, doing what you can for the community. Appreciate you. Yep. So, thank you. Everybody else? We'll see you next week. Easy. Cheers. And I'd have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for those meddling new dogmazine kids. And I'd have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for those meddling new dogmazine kids.